Welcome to the Quilting Company Podcast. I'm Tracy Mooney, and I'm here in the studio with Lori Baker. Hi, everyone. And calling in today from Fort Collins is Ginger Sheehy Tannock. Hi, Ginger. Hi there. Hey, how's it going? So today we have an interesting topic to discuss. I think when I think or when I talk to people who are not quilters, they generally think that quilting is a very frugal hobby. Would you agree? Oh, no, I usually get the question, why are you taking perfectly good material and cutting it into little pieces? <laughs> right, right, I agree. But I think when you think about the, the folklore surrounding Absolutely. quilting, they believe mm-hmm. that pioneers were saving every scrap of fabric and that's how quilting began. And... That's not really what quilting is about, but we wanted to talk a little bit about ways that quilting could be an eco-friendly, frugal hobby. Sound good? Sounds good. Sounds great. And I have to tell you, when you guys mentioned this subject, I got really nervous because I was like, oh, goodness, am, am I not a green quilter? Like, do I not do things right or am I not? So it made me really nervous. And uh, I'm happy to say in doing the research that I did, I think I might be a little green. I think I might actually be doing it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty proud of myself. better about your quilting yeah. habits. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it might be past Earth Day, but we can think about this all year round, right? Absolutely. And, and there are tons of products on the market. I think that that are more eco-friendly, right? Um, mm-hmm. I believe that there are quilt battings. There are quilt bats. There are quilt bats that are made from recycled plastic bottles. Wow. There are so quilt cool. bats that are made with corn and corn. with bamboo, which are both things that grow and you harvest and then you can just grow more. Wait a minute. Corn and Wait bamboo. Wait a minute. Back up. Yeah. What does a corn bat feel like? You know what? <laughs> I hate to confess this, but I don't know. I've oh only God. read about them. I have felt the the green ones that are, they really are green, made from plastic yes, bottles. They are They're green pale color. green. Mm-hmm. And they feel like a quilt bat. Which yeah. is just amazing. But I mean, <laughs> polar fleece is made from plastic bottles as well. And that's super soft right. and cuddly. So I can imagine that the quilt bats are quite nice. Yes. Probably don't wrinkle too much either. And they're no. available from several companies. As I'm looking around, I can find uh, eco- eco-friendly bats. Um, mostly I was finding uh, the bamboo bats and the recycled plastic bottles. But Fairfield has them. Quilter's Dream has them. Uh, Pelon. Mm-hmm. Floriani. Mm-hmm. They're available nice. from several different companies. Mountain Mist has them too. Oh, that's so great. Lots of names you recognize. Mm-hmm. So quilters can probably just ask at their local quilt shop or Absolutely. wherever they shop for their battings and see what they've got. Yes. So Very now cool. what's the what's the pricing on those though? Do you know? Um, is it more expensive to be eco-friendly or is it, you know, I, I don't know. They were looking like they were just about what I'd expect to pay for a quilt bat that wasn't made of recycled materials. 
So right. comparable. And then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know I've worked, I've, uh, I haven't worked with it, but I've definitely, um, felt the bamboo and it was, it, you can hardly tell the difference. Like it actually, especially if you compare it to like a polyester, to me, right. it didn't feel too drastically different. And, uh, I think, you know, you do get that superior complex of like, Hey, I'm touching something that's not, you know, that that's a good thing. So, you know, it kind of gives you that extra boost when you touch it too. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. And I just quickly searched for it and it looks like it's pretty comparable in yep. price so it, it's not more expensive and not significantly less expensive it's about the same so yep. if you want to make it that kind of a choice and you want to do something that's a little better for the environment then these are great options fantastic how cool is that to learn about new things so Lori, you are super frugal with fabric yes i you? am so tell us a little bit about that what do you do Well, first of all, I have to tell you that when I started the whole sewing, quilting, I was the mother of five children, Mm -hmm. had little kids, and my mother was a seamstress. And we would make shirts for my boys out of the scraps from her clothes. So I learned to make fabric by combining chunks shaped however they were shaped from so my they mother's were garments. shirts. That's right. How we cool. called them clown shirts. Oh, <laughs> and, that seems and they kind actually, of derogatory. <laughs> they liked them. They really liked them. So, so I've known how to make fabric pieces by combining different shape pieces for years, and that's what I do when I make my quilt backs. I take all of those pieces and chunks, and sometimes mistakes that are left from making the front of the quilt and sew them into panels and squares and (laughs) rectangles and triangles and just sew them together however. And I haven't bought material for a quilt back for a number of years. In fact, I haven't bought material for a quilt for a number of... Well, that's not true. I made a quilt for my granddaughter's graduation a year ago, and she had specific color requests Mm -hmm. that I couldn't meet from what I have at home. So I actually had to look up the address of a quilt shop. I didn't even know where there was (laughs) one near me. Because I hadn't gone shopping for so long. I just... You ha- so you, my scraps. You have a quite a collection. I do. Oh, I bet. I would. Yeah. I would just kill for a day in your, uh, you know, scrap world. Anytime, Ginger, <laughs> come ahead. Nice, nice. I love it. Well, Lori, I don't know if you even know this, but it's so funny when you're one of the first people I had ever even talked to about quilting or anything, and I loved the fact that you did, uh, you know, the backs of your quilts. So I just assumed everybody did. So it was so funny when I went to go do my first <laughs> quilts. I just assumed I had to piece the back of my quilt. I didn't even question it. And then when as I started to look at other people's quilts I was like oh you mean not everybody does that and to me it was I the perfect solution was it helped me use up all that fabric so I rarely had any extra fabric and I did like I said I'm finding out that I'm green and I had no idea I really was. <laughs> I love it yay that's fun I love it yeah I mean Lori's backs sometimes the backs of your quilts are more elaborate than the fronts of your quilts And sometimes I like the backs better than I like the front. Isn't that funny? And sometimes you told me a story once about one of the people you gave a quilt to and they liked the back better than the front. Uh I went to visit them later and the quilt was on her bed 
with a backup. <laughs> well, but when you think about how much time you're spending underneath the quilt, that's the part you're going to see. Like when you go, <laughs> you so go. to me, it just made sense that it should be pretty. Nice try, I was Ginger. like, oh, nice yeah, try. that works. That works. <laughs> that's too funny. That is too funny. Lori, you actually also repurposed a wedding dress, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Tell I, us about that. I was traveling and teaching uh, for FOF, and I was primarily teaching heirloom sewing. So, of course, you had to have a christening gown. Of course. I went to a thrift shop and found a wedding dress, and the bride had obviously dropped a cup of coffee or a glass of tea on the front of her dress, and it was stained. I bought the dress for less than $25 Mm -hmm. and didn't use that stained part and turned it into this wonderful little christening gown. It took me a half a day to make a christening gown because Uh, I had I had this already fancy fabric uh to use because it had all the beads and pearls and Uh lace already stitched on. It's really a fun one. Uh, You can see a picture of it on our show notes page. That's great. Amazing. Well, why don't we take a little break and then we're going to continue our conversation and talk about some quilters that we've we've seen and and designers that create using eco-friendly products. All right, so we are back and we're talking today about eco-friendly quilting or quilting green, as it were. And the first person that I thought of when we were brainstorming ideas for this particular show was Luke Haynes. Um, Luke Haynes, and of course, I'll put a link to his website in the show on the show notes page. Uh, he is an incredibly talented quilter who uses nothing but recycled fabrics. And he'll go to Goodwill um, and thrift stores and buy fabrics by the pound and then use those fabrics to make these elaborate portrait quilts. And it is just incredible. Stunning work. Uh, his portrait quilts, you can tell who the portrait is of. Mm-hmm. And they're amazing. The backgrounds are frequently log cabins mm-hmm. or pinwheels mm-hmm. traditional. or traditional quilt blocks then with this just amazing art stitched on over the top. And I, I think that I didn't, you know, I think when the thought of going to Goodwill or to some kind of thrift store and finding the materials to use in quilting was never really um, a, a thought in the front of my brain because I I guess I, when I was learning to quilt back in the 90s, it was all about using the best materials possible so that you um, had your quilt last a really long time. And, you know, knowing that fabrics that were worn, um, if, especially if you mix them with other fabrics that maybe weren't worn, would um, break down at a different rate. And so I, I hadn't really thought about what a wonderful idea it is to use up these old fabrics and, and use them in your quilts and give them new life. Now, my story is exactly the opposite in that as I was learning to quilt, my grandmother and my aunt were primarily my teachers. And my grandmother did this mission thing where the people in the church would bring their clothes 
like you would take clothes to the Goodwill. And she sent them to an orphanage in Oklahoma. Anything that was so tattered or stained or whatever that she didn't feel like it was worth sending to the orphanage, she would keep and she would make quilts out of. And I remember her telling me, I vividly remember her telling me that your quilt is only as good as the worst piece of fabric in it. So she Mm -hmm. didn't use, for example, this part of a sleeve that had the elbow because Mm -hmm. that was always thin. Right. But she would use the front of the sleeve where it wasn't so worn. Amazing. I remember actually seeing a video recently, and I'll find it and put a link on the show notes page, um, on how to deconstruct a a shirt, like a button-down shirt, in just a couple of minutes, and you can salvage as much fabric as possible. Oh, that's a good thing to know. Yes, I agree. And we actually, we have a course that does that. Um, You know, uh, one of the big, we did a whole entire series. It was a Memories Quilts uh, series with Trish Bowman. And let me tell you, some of the things that she came up with, like, I just never would have thought of it. And one of those, it's actually taking a dress shirt and utilizing all of the parts of that dress shirt within the quilt. And so it serves two purposes because it does give you that memory if it is from a shirt from a grandfather or a dad or somebody, you know, where you can actually go and use that. But then it also is, you know, a quilt, like you end up using it for that too. So um, that's one of the courses that we did. You're going to flip out when you hear some of the stuff that she actually worked with. One of the other courses that we did was, uh, my favorite of all of them was ties, taking ties and doing uh, a quilt with those. And they just turned out- I have always wanted to do that. Oh my goodness. I was just blown away. I couldn't believe how well they turned out and just so unique and different. I definitely probably tend to lean more towards a more contemporary or modern aesthetic. And one of the things I just find fascinating with this whole thing is that you're taking something old and when you turn it into a more modern type quilt, there's just something really cool about that. It's like taking those two worlds and meshing them together. And uh, I love it. And if you're interested in those courses, we'll have links on the show notes page. Yeah. Yeah. You just actually reminded me that in Quilty, in the um, Jan-Feb issue of Quilty, we actually had a quilt from Elaine Terrio uh, where she used ties and Mm -hmm. wool suiting. And it was actually a swatch book that she had found an antique swatch book from an old tailor that would show the swatches to sell suits for men. And they were rectangles. And so she made an entire quilt of these wool patches and red tie patches. It was the most stunning quilt, I think, that I have seen in my year of working here. Of all the quilts that have come through, it's still the one that I think of that took my breath away. Yes. It was just stunning. And it's amazing when you get out of that mindset of it's just got to be pristine, wonderful fabric. Um, You know, some of the other courses that she had done, she had done the dress shirts and the ties, but then sports jerseys. How many memories are attached to sports jerseys? You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I just thought that was brilliant. And then this was also another really cool one was children's clothes. Taking that first little onesie, but then also taking a Halloween costume and incorporating like the little tutus and those types of things. It's it's just stuff I never would have ever thought to do and uh she does it so easily and and really teaches it in a way that uh you know it's doable amazing yes i think i love the thought of of using those little because really it's a memory Uh, the things that i've done 
Um, in that vein are t-shirt quilts. I actually have a friend who is um, a runner. He's done, he does uh, a lot of 5Ks. And so he's got hundreds and hundreds of t-shirts. And I've made two king-size quilts for him uh, so far, he, he and his wife. And it, they love those quilts. They're, and to me, it was so funny because it was a challenge to actually learn to do that. To, right, because you know, they're different. They're a little different. I mean, and they're thick and they're heavy. Um, but they sleep under it every single night, and that warms my heart. Yes. I'm, I'm currently in the process right now. My husband is a big Harley-Davidson rider. And, I mean, literally, he has probably 30 years worth of T-shirts that he's worn until they're just almost paper thin. But the logos all still look great. So mm-hmm. I was like, go in your closet. I want you to pull out every shirt that you haven't worn in years that has holes in it and this and that. And he put them all together. And it was probably like a stack of 50 T-shirts. So right That'll now, I'm nice currently working on it. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. And I've never made a king-size quilt. So because he always complained, I made him kind of a, a smaller t-shirt quilt that was more of a hanging quilt. And he was like, I can't sleep in that. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm going for the big one this time. So um, I have some some pictures that I'll share with you that uh, I think it's really turning out cool. And then I'm trying something a little different too that I hadn't tried before is I found this, it's like a pleather type material and it looks so cool because he's a big skateboarder, too. And it just reminded me of uh, the Vans shoes with the checkered boards. Yes. That's what it reminded me of. So I'm trying it. I think it's going to work out so far. It's all piecing together great. I just, it's heavy. It's super duper heavy. Oh, yes, it is. So I don't know if it's going to work or not. But It'll I'm be fine. But I'm having a blast putting it together. You got this. Yeah. All right. You say so. But oh, my goodness. He is just like salivating. He can't wait until it's done. So I need to just I've got all my blocks done. And now I just need to put the top together. So I'm getting so close. So close. I can't wait to see it. Me either. Mm -hmm. I think the thing that I like the most about T-shirt quilts is that no matter how worn and sort of thin the shirts are, when you add the stabilizer to it, it just beefs it up and gives it new life. It's amazing. It's amazing. So I, I did that. make the mistake, though. It was so funny because I had gotten a lot of free stabilizer actually through work because we always get free samples and this and that. So I had a bunch that I was trying. And I have one in particular that I loved, but I didn't write down which one I used on which oh, block. No. So I have no clue which oh, no. one it was. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I'm That's sorry. my bad. A uh, lesson learned. learned. Yes. Yep. Indeed. I've got, a, I've got a few favorites. I'll actually put links to my favorites in the show notes because I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Um, but it's a pretty, it's a pretty thin interfacing mm-hmm. that gives it nice body, but it doesn't add an, an enormous amount of weight to it. Yeah, so I'll, yeah. I'll add, I'll try and remember what that is. So, um, a few weeks ago on Facebook, I was actually, you know, scrolling through and a video popped up in my feed and it was for a clothing designer And he goes by the moniker of Zero Waste Daniel, and his name is Daniel Silverstein. He's in New York. And he's relatively young, like I say, in his 20s. And he had the coolest video because it talked about the amount of waste when they cut out patterns, you know, to make T-shirts or clothing in the fashion industry. There's an enormous amount of of waste, of excess fabric that just was being thrown away. And so he decided as a, for a project that he would um, use those scraps in a project. And now he has completely made himself um, 
incredibly eco-friendly with the clothing designs he does. And he does really elaborate um, like applique kind of designs that are super cool. So I will drop that video in. Um, I'm showing Lori a picture right now. Of. No, and I mean, all you have to do is just read the the numbers that he's talking about. It's like 21 billion pounds, pounds. a year that end up in landfills. In I mean, landfills. that's so much fabric. Can you imagine? I mean, oh. think about all of the different people like us, like quilters, people who make garments, who could use that fabric. And it just seems so sad to me that it's it's been going into landfills instead of, you know, going to some sort of use. And if you look at his clothing, it's stunning. Yes. It's just plain stunning. And the whole idea that he's made this from stuff that was thrown away mm-hmm. is just just those wonderful. odd bits of scraps. I think it's just super cool. And I feel like there's a lot of of uh, artists that are coming up and doing that these days. Don't you think? We're, I think we're seeing more and more of that. Yes, I think you're right. Um I can I can name several that that just do some really amazing things with Scraps. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. Like his whole vibe, it definitely has that kind of hipster feel to it. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, this is definitely it, it, it's hot stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. You know, and I was just actually thinking as we were talking, there's such a movement right now to get rid of plastic bags, and as quilters, that's one of the things I've done. I remember, um, probably ten years ago, I had a set of sheets where the fitted sheet got real thin. The top sheet was still in good shape. So I actually took the top sheet and I started turning it into little bags that I could use at the grocery store for my produce. And it was fun. They were cute. And they worked like a charm and they were very lightweight. So it worked. Do you guys use your own bags? Do you make them or do you just use ones that um, are like plastic or you know like reusable bags i haven't i haven't made any yet but i it looks so simple and easy and i'm like i so it's it's on my bucket list for sure because i feel like uh, i live not too far from boulder colorado which is like hippie central and (laughs) in boulder actually now you can't use um you can't use uh or you have to pay for plastic bags so being the cheap person that i am i make sure i always whenever i'm shopping there i bring my bags with me but yeah it's definitely on my bucket list for sure and I think that trend is is spreading quickly where the where you pay for your plastic bags. I have a couple of canvas ones that are really boring. And I think I need to step up my game there because Maybe we I need have, to have a sew in. I think so. <laughs> and and there's a cool pattern. Mm-hmm. There is. That we could use to make some wonderful bags. Yes, indeed. So this is nice. a pattern. So we're going to make it easy. Yes, for yes, we are. So there's a pattern that was published in International Quilt Festival, Quilt Scene 2015. It is called the Totally Tote Pattern. And it is by, now hopefully I don't butcher her name, but it's Rosemary DeBoer. Yes. Correct? Yes. Um, super cute. And Vivica Denegri, who's um, the editor of that publication as well as Quilting Arts and does Quilting Arts television for us on our team, um, she was the one who pointed out this particular pattern. And she said it was so easy. And the pattern on the website is so cute that I think we all need to make one and um, and see how they turn out. What do you guys think? You up for a challenge? 
I am. I think I should do this. Yes. Oh my gosh, I just brought it up. It is so cute. Holy <laughs> cow. I was like not expecting. I was thinking like, okay, yeah, let me give this thing a look. And oh my goodness, it is super right? cute. Isn't it? And I love the fact that it's got an outside pocket. I agree. Because then you can always stick a little something in there. Yes. All right. You want to know what I use for my reusable tote bags? Okay. Yes. I use the bags from International Quilt Festival. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those. Good job. They are. Yep. First of all, they're cute because they've got some kind of quilt pattern on them. But second of all, they've got three little divider pockets for your wine bottles. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> I think maybe that wasn't what they made them for. Um, no, I think sure. they were made for wine bottles. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I love to do because we have a ton of those. I love sending my husband to the market with those because he looks so cute when he's walking out the door with this little quilt market bag. <laughs> with his little quilting. That's great. International yep. Quilt Festival bag. Yeah, I've got a bunch of them. And um, I, I, there are certain ones that I save for special projects. Sometimes it's my, my pig bag. Right. Which is what project in grocery sacks? Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. So I've got a couple that have projects in 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 the works, like my you know um, dear Jane quilt that is going to take twelve million years yes. to finish because yes. there's so many tiny pieces. Um, so that one's in one of those bags. But other than that, I use them all the time. And I tell you, nine times out of ten, I get a comment on that bag in yes. the grocery store. Because they're like, wow, what kind of bag is this? First, they notice how sturdy it is. And then they're like, wow, that's really pretty. <laughs> what is this pattern? It's pretty funny. Nice. Yeah. Well, before we go on, because you're talking about bags and recycling, mm-hmm. can I just mention one more course that I think is so it really kind of plays into what we're talking about is we did with Sulky um, upcycling your denim and taking denim and creating projects with it. Oh, my goodness. I it, There's like endless things that you can do with it. And I have so many old jeans that are just sitting in a pile, not doing anything and to go and like. They, uh, in the course itself, they actually have a really great little, uh, it's just a little backpack that you can use. Um, and it turned out, turns out just adorable and also a pillow, like just to use as a decorative pillow, which I thought was pretty amazing too. Um, but oh man, the endless ideas, uh, pin cushions. What else? I got a whole list here. Uh, wine bottle, uh, little, uh, like holders, which I was like, like you use the leg, right? (laughs) Yep. Yep. And then she does a jacket and then also a quilt. So there's just so many different things that you can do. And I was like, who'd have thunk denim of all things, but it makes perfect sense. Okay. Before we go any further, if you are a quilter out there. And you have been stockpiling denim for some kind of project. We need to talk to Lori. (laughs) (laughs) Lori's cracking up. Because Lori has the most amazing project with denim with a part that you would throw away. I cut up this. When I cut a pair of denim jeans up, Mm -hmm. I cut the seams out specifically. So I have... um, a half an inch wide piece of fabric that's just the seam, and I made it into a rug. I'll put pictures oh. on show notes. Like a fluffy throw rug. And it, <laughs> I've, I've literally had it. it for probably 20 years, and it's <gasps> still going it's strong. It's wonderful. 
I am oh my so goodness, I've got to see this. Mad because when I moved, I got rid of all of those pair of jeans that I was I was stuck. And I mean, I had stacks of jeans from when my kids were little. And I always thought I'm going to do something with this. I don't know what, but I'm going to do something with all these jeans. And I just dropped them off at Goodwill before we moved because I couldn't think of anything to do with it yet. Oh. And I thought, well, there's always going to be more jeans. Well, now I'm mad because I didn't <laughs> cut off the seams. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know. I didn't know. It's, it's okay. true. It's true. And and I think when Lori was describing it to me, I thought, okay, what is this going to be? And then when I saw it, I was literally like, this is the most amazing. I think I was making a scene in the office, but I was <laughs> like, this is amazing, Lori. <laughs> it's really fun. Yeah. I like it a lot. It is very cool. All right. So I think we're getting... We're getting to be time for fine finishes. So why don't we wrap up this conversation? We all have our jobs to do. We have to send in all of our pictures so our readers can see all of these wonderful things. Yes. All right. Cool. Thanks, everybody. So let's now talk a little bit about what kind of strange things we've put on quilts. I've made some kind of fun wall quilts that have some strange things on them. The two that I think of that that I feel like are the most strange are one that I put tree bark on to cover up tree bark. Yes. <laughs> I was making a quilt uh, that had... Uh, from from header cards, and we've talked about those before. They're the things that we get from fabric companies, mm-hmm. and they're attached to fabric samples attached mm-hmm. to cardboard. Sometimes they attach them with little rivets that leave holes in the fabric. Mm-hmm. That's what oh, I had. So annoying. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to <laughs> use <knows>. staples. <laughs> I really want them to use staples. But this was a panel of wild animals from Africa, zebras, elephants, tigers. And, oh. and it had holes from the rivets. I covered up the holes with pieces of bark. Oh my God. Who brilliant. would have thought That's, of that? It oh was the goodness. wrong Lori, time of year. Lori would have. What yes. I really wanted to use was grass, but it was the wrong time of year. There wasn't <laughs> any dried grass oh that I could use. Oh, my goodness. Um, another quilt that I did. Um, what ha- did you attach it with? Hot glue. Hot glue. Okay. Nice. It was a wall quilt. All so right. It's okay. All right. Hot glue. Now? Um, the other one that has something really strange is um, one of my. I, I did a quilt that was all about stars, mm-hmm. and one of my sons cut out of sheet metal the bronze colored and the gold colored and the silver colored sheet metal cut me stars. And again, I attached them with hot glue. Wow. Nice. See, and, and I, these were just hanging quilts, right? That's Not, right. You know, they like were, cuddle up and they were wall quilts. quilts. So, so right. yeah, I could get by with that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Right. I, you know, sometimes I think that I just don't think outside of the box enough. Like growing up yep. in the night, you know, starting to quilt in the 90s, there were so many rules. Oh, and yeah. I, I would, I would have looked at those metal stars and I would have thought, oh, well, there needs to be a little hole so I can stitch it on. And, I, I don't know that I would have just like hot glued it and been like, okay, we're done. See, these are the things that I need to get over. 
that that actually has a funny story because I felt like my quilt was done and my son came over and said, oh, mom, let me help you with that and make you some stars. Well, once he did that, I didn't have the heart to tell him that I wasn't <laughs> going to put them on my quilt. So now how am I going to attach these? So then, I, yeah, okay. I glued them. Why not? See? But that's so Lori. That like, is. you know, doesn't want to stir up things, doesn't want to say right. no. She's so sweet and see? nice. Yep, see? And you're such a good mom, too. Thank you. <laughs> so, Ginger, have you done anything weird? Have you put anything out? I got to tell you, man, I've been a wimp, I think, because I am still fairly new. I'm only like maybe two and a half, three years in. So for me, it's like I've been so focused on just learning the basics and, you know, figuring out just different fabrics. Um, you know, I haven't really been that daring. I think the most daring is I, that I've been is on this t-shirt quilt that I'm doing. And it is this like kind of pleathery material. And so far, it's like actually ironing pretty well. I got a pressing mat so I can press mm-hmm. it pretty so it doesn't, I got a little bit on my iron, but, you know, so I've been dealing with that. Uh, but I learned quick, yep. you know, pressing I got a little cloth, bit on there and I was like, oh, not going to do that again. Use yep. some kind of piece so of I'm more curious to see like how it's going to lay and how it's going to, you know, if it's just going to be so ungodly heavy, I don't know. But um, I love the look of it. So, you know, I was like, you know what, I need to be a little more daring. So that's my first venture into it. And so far, so good. Right. But yeah, I haven't, but it is funny how you get the luxury when you're doing a wall quilt to really be more experimental yes. than you are with a quilt that you're going to be putting on a bed or somebody's going to be cuddling up with. That's right. 100%. And, you know, with pleather, you don't actually have to finish the edges. So you don't have to put the, you don't have to have seams. You could just applique it down and then it would be be yeah. flat. Well, this is like, because I'm, I'm actually putting like the cotton with the pleather and like putting it because it's like around, the, it's the border of my box yeah of the quilt yeah so i don't know I, I, it may just be the dumbest thing i've ever done but i'm having a blast doing it and you know my husband's going to be crushed when all his like you know 20 t-shirts that i've used so far are just going to be you know reused again no but, hey, you'll that's be fine okay. worst case scenario you just take the border off and put a different one on you're you're fine yeah yep yeah. it'll be great yeah I think so. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, I don't know. I just love the look of it uh, because it did. It had that very kind of skater feel to it, like the Vans tennis mm-hmm. shoes. And it's just, I don't know, something about it. And I I searched all over trying to find a cotton that was similar to it and just could not find anything. I was online for like, I think a whole day, just literally, I was like, I'm going to find something. And everything I found that was checkered just wasn't quite what I wanted. Oh, so, I, feel I wonder if I yeah, have anything. So if this goes well. I'll, yeah. I'll go look at my stash and see if I have any checkerboard because I my you my, probably will as soon as I'm done. Right? That's when you're yeah, exactly. Yeah. My, exactly. My husband and my daughter actually just bought a pair of those vans. My husband hasn't yeah. had a pair since he was in college, and my daughter saw them and wanted them, and so they both got matching. So funny. Oh. All right. So, so Tracy, tell us about your weird okay. things you put on I quilts. Haven't put anything that weird on? So. You know, as I think, I've done some crazy quilting. So I've, you know, put kind of ribbons and lace and buttons and that kind of stuff on. I've also done Angelina fiber. Oh, yeah. Which is so much fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what's Angelina? (laughs) What what is this? I feel like I should know. What is this? So it's it's these, I don't know how to describe it. It's, It's these little shiny fibers that look like... 
fiberglass insulation yes, for construction. Maybe so. Oh. Um, All right, you're not selling me on this. Oh, so but it comes in gorgeous colors. It also just can look like different threads, all sort of okay. combined. Um, so the color that I had was white with like iridescent blue. And hmm. it's these little, you pull them off like you would a cotton ball. Mm-hmm. So you'd pull a little bit out. And then I put mine between uh, wax paper, I think, and ironed it. And when you iron it, it melts and it melts together. And it creates this fabric that's kind of opaque and I guess depending upon the color you use. And the edges are sort of... The, the fibers still stick off the edge so that it doesn't completely all become one solid piece. So you've got these little dangling bits that are really nice. And you can um, lay it on something. You can use fusible and fuse it to your quilt. Uh, I think I just laid it on felt and stitched over it. So I did some free motion stitching over it. And I turned it into little um, cup cozies for my Starbucks. So I always have, like, instead of using the cardboard ones, I have, like, fancy ones that I've made. <laughs> I, I feel like I've seen this, but I didn't know that's what it was. Do you? Oh, yeah. what you're describing. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I can totally mm-hmm. see that. Yeah. And then where do you find it at? Where do you get it? Oh, probably even Joanne's and that kind of okay. place. Yeah. Your your quilt store. Quilt stores would have it. You can ask. Um, and any sort of store that specializes in, like, Art quilts will have it for yes. sure. Okay. So hobbies and crafts, right. mm-hmm. any of those. Yeah. Do you have something you, that you can show in the show notes? A, a, I think so. A sure. picture of your right. cozies. Sure. I definitely mm-hmm. have pictures of my cozies. I have a, a little tote, um, like as in makeup case kind of thing mm-hmm. that I actually have in my purse nice. 20 feet away from here. So nice. we can get a picture of that too. Awesome. Nice. Oh, you have to send that for sure. So, uh, no, you guys, you're making me feel like a wimp. I think I need to be more daring. I'm like, all right, I got to start digging around and seeing what's out there. I don't know, pleather is pretty daring, Yeah, pleather's a good one. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And trending. Yes. Nice. Uh, I'm trending and didn't even know it. That's awesome. Totally are. (laughs) Trying new things all the time. Mm -hmm. All right, ladies. This was a wonderful, inspiring conversation I think we've had. I want to go home and sew. I want to go home and sew. (laughs) I want to just leave right now. I don't don't want to wait. I'm like, day needs to end quicker. (laughs) Well, thank you both so much for joining me. It's always fun. Thank you so much. Talk to you guys next time. All right. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Quilting Company podcast. Remember, you can find more information about our sponsors or what we talked about today by visiting our show notes page at quiltingcompany.com slash podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And tell your friends. Thanks for listening and happy quilting. This podcast is produced by FNW Media Studios. Our editorial director is Trisha Patterson. Our consulting producer is Ron Doyle. Our audio engineer and editor is Kevin Mitchell. Our executive producer of podcasts is Jared Mayer.